Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Rebecca, and I'm joined by Katie, Leah, and Bonnie talking about our one cool music thing. We already heard from Bonnie talking about Dusty Springfield and Leah talking about Gunhild Carling. And next we're going to hear from Katie talking about her one cool thing. Of the non-music ones, which maybe will end up being music related, how do you relax after a hard day of work? I just don't stop working. I'm just kidding. No, that's kind of my... (laughs) That's kind of my answer, maybe, sadly. (laughs) um actually probably uh, how i relax after a hard day of work is um is streaming television so it's either uh netflix or hulu honestly to tell you the truth because it changes gears and i have to leave and i have to go into a different room to be able to do it really so Um, it's like that takes me away from work and on to streaming (laughs) what's like what are you watching these days um i just finished uh chef show so, uh, John Favreau again, he had a movie called, uh, chef oh, and yeah. he missed everybody that he worked with, okay. um, that taught him how to cook for a movie. <laughs> so he created a show called chef show. So he brings a whole bunch of famous people and they cook different dishes and stuff. Oh. Um, and he's fun and he's seriously overweight and I love it cause he's eating a whole bunch of food and it's really, really good. And he <laughs> loves food and he's enjoying it and he's owning it. I just uh, really don't want him to have a heart attack. That's what I'm worried about at this I point. I trust a, a chef that's not overweight. Thin, yeah. Well, at the same time, if they have a good metabolism, like I've learned that, like think of Anthony Bourdain. I mean, mm. he just had a good metabolism. He mm. ate a lot. He wasn't on a diet. <laughs> he didn't like, you know, oh, I'm not going to eat. No, 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 no. He just had a good metabolism. Um, but also, uh, but yeah, John Favreau. <laughs> and then he'll go on different diet. But I, I like watching John Favreau because he's such a people pleaser. <laughs> It's, and he's trying to do it with food. And it's mm. adorable. And I'm like, I get you. I feel like, yeah, I <laughs> you can should watch to it. that. <laughs> the movie Chef is very good. Uh-huh. And, but the, the Netflix. Is that the one with Bradley Cooper? No. no. It has uh, John Leguizamos and John Favreau as the main guy. And Scarlett uh-huh. Johansson. It was an independent movie. Okay. It was um, John Favreau directed uh, Iron Man and Zathura and Jungle Book. And this was his way of saying, you know what? I need to make an Indian movie. Uh, He wanted to like get back to basics. Mm. It's like an ensemble dramedy something. I've never seen it, but I, it's good. It will. Um, the, I don't think the trailer does it justice. I think it grows on you and you're like, damn it. Uh I loved this more than I thought I would. (laughs) (laughs) So therefore I watched the Netflix show. (laughs) See, what do you guys do? You just do to unwind. I get out of work pretty late, so I pretty much eat and go to sleep. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> do you use work to exhaust you? Very <laughs> much. That's fair. Katie, what do you do? You know, I honestly don't have a good healthy response. <laughs> I What's your unhealthy response? Get home and <laughs> I like aspirational have a beer. No, I like doing... Um, my my partner works fiance partner i don't know that's weird but whatever your fiance yeah my, my fiance <laughs> <Roommate. He, laughs> 
<laughs> the person I live with. Or I think rather he lives with me, but you know. There you go. Yes. Um, he works at the same place I do. Mm-hmm. And so we can go home and kind of relate to each other's day. So having a moment to be like, how was your day? What right. was the best part of your day? What was frustrating about your day? So kind of having the talk your day off. Talk, talk your day off. I like it. I was going to say talk your day out and then like right. shake that off and you're, yeah. you're home and you're good. So. Combine it. Multitask. You just got to talk it off, guys. Talk it off. <laughs> when you talk get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a feeling that'll be our new t-shirt. Talk it off. Talk it off. <laughs> and I, I too, am a big fan of the uh, binge watching. Right. I don't have anything. Trying to th- I've watched so many things. I'm trying to think what I'm watching. Well, we were talking earlier, like, I like, oh, but it's after. But see, I don't know that I do that after work necessarily. Right. I think it's more like in my mm. downtime. It's something I enjoy right. doing. So it's your break. Yeah. Yeah. Like after work, I usually just like put my stuff down somewhere and like just don't open my computer again for a long right. time. Yeah. Because yeah, I just yeah. don't want to like, I might still be on my phone and get emails and stuff, but I try not to. You try to remove some electronic tether is yeah. what I call it. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a separate work phone that stays in my bag until like the next morning if I can help yeah. it. Um. And same with like email. I might look at it, but I won't respond to it or I might not read it that in depth. I'll just, I'll if it doesn't seem like this is absolutely emergency, it's yeah. like, yep, that can wait till the morning when yeah. I go back to work. And most stuff <laughs> can wait. Um, and then I like, um, it's probably like no secret, I like mowing my grass. So that's my Ooh, I see. Do too. So when it's like nice yeah. enough outside, I'll do that. And sometimes I'll do that even if it's like doesn't really need it, but it's been a yeah. few days and I feel like I could <laughs> give it a little trim. See. So that's probably my. Well, guys, I can. I'm. I almost shocked myself with who I picked because I am not a country music fan. You're not so ever. I would have lost a bet, basically. You would have, huh? (laughs) Um, but let's drain. Let's blame drunk history as we can in so many things. (laughs) Yes, we can. I think the show is an episode of drunk history. We're like that looks like fun. (laughs) Yeah, let's like let's recreate it. So, forgive me. I'm going last here, people. You got this. She's had more margaritas than the rest of us. That's just me, though. Um, But I'm going to talk to you guys about Dolly Parton. Yes! Yeah! I actually always wanted to know more about her, so I am totally done with this. I feel like I only got the tip of the iceberg, Mm -hmm. and I really find myself wanting to read the biography, the autobiography she wrote. She does Mm -hmm. have one. Yeah. Like, that I didn't even know. Okay, perfect. Oh, yeah. It's on the wish list. Is it on the wish list? Yeah, it is. Oh, sweet, sweet, So, because I found my myself everything i kind of revealed about her came with a quote that was a bit of her sense of humor and i love her humor yeah it's so in line with what i think is funny i (laughs) like just off the top of my head of course a lot of people discuss her looks yeah Mm -hmm. and that's a common thing when she's interviewed and discussed Mm -hmm. yes yes but she's got some cool costumes yeah absolutely right oh she's a <laughs> There's a, a few articles also talked about how only Dolly can get away with that. Mm. Other people they'd be saying mean things, but Dolly they're like, <laughs> no, no, go get it, girl. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite quotes she said to somebody while interviewing her was, "It costs a lot of money to look this cheap." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys have heard that one? Yes. Isn't that so good? It's a good quote. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just really fascinating to learn more about her, um, and really just the level-headed, assertive businesswoman she is mm-hmm. is not a way that she's represented in in media. Yeah, she so true. is. So she was born in 1946, and she was born in a one-room cabin in Tennessee. 
Oh, wow. Which she shared with her parents and 11 other siblings. She oh was one gosh. of 12. Oh. And it's like one giant open, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I shouldn't say giant. It's one room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're no shared space, no wall. Right. Like, she literally talks about how business. they didn't have running water. They didn't have electricity growing up. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was. In, it was 46. I mean, we're talking yeah. about, you know, like a modern era sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it, was like it, it wasn't that. It wasn't that right. Extremely. Yeah, yeah, but it's an extremely poor community in that part of Tennessee, very rural, and her dad was a sharecropper, um, and she was the fourth child born to her mother, and this poor lady had her 12 children before the age of 35, so kind of reading between the lines of what I found online, it sounds like she really helped take care of her siblings and raise them, and even after she moved out and got married, she and her husband helped finish raising a few of her siblings, Um, so very devoted to her family, and she kind of credits her parents with who she, well, maybe not who she is, but giving her the tools to be who she is, Yeah. Um, because she says, well, her father, he um, was illiterate, Oh, gotcha. And she said, even though he was illiterate, she, he was the smartest person I know and really feels mm-hmm. like she got a lot of her business sense from him. Yeah. And then she feels like she got her musical talents and abilities from her mom. Because, oh. um, of course, I was kind of hinting at, you know, her mom having all these kids before 35. Mm-hmm. So she was actually frequently sick and not well. Mm-hmm. Um, but she would entertain and engage with her children through music. Oh. And so they spent a lot of time in their cabin playing music, mm-hmm. being a part of music. Her mom's dad was a minister a pentecostal minister so they sang in church and went to church and that was a huge part and her first public performances were at the church um and then it was a passion for her so she actually was able to get on a few other programs around tennessee when she was a younger child and she knew that's the path she wanted to take Um, i kind of jumped into where she was a little bit older but i wanted to say another little hint of dolly humor um, is that she has described her family as dirt poor. And she said um, when she was born, her father, he was a sharecropper and he didn't have money to pay the doctor. So instead, he gifted him with a sack of cornmeal. So Dolly jokes that she's been making dough ever since. Aww, uh, I like it. Yeah, isn't she fun? She finds the light in the sand. <laughs> she does, right? And I, I just found myself like, thinking wanting to experience what she would be thinking going from a one-room house with yeah. uh, 13 other people to being worth millions I know, I, right? what duality is that in life right mm-hmm. but she's clearly a very driven lady and in fact um, the day after she graduated from high school she left home and she moved to Nashville oh, to, gotcha. to become you know I don't actually know what her intention was when she moved there I assume she's always wanted to be a singer and sing her own songs and have albums and all of that. But when she first got there, she actually worked as a songwriter. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I found some random facts and I saw two different numbers. One number said she's written over 3,000 songs in her lifetime, oh, wow. approximately. And one number said 5,000. Wow. She is a pro- prolific, prolific songwriter. Um, she has also published a book of poetry. Really? So it's definitely a passion was, for her, this writing music yeah. and songs. I find them always as a kinship, too. Poetry and songwriting. Right. Yeah, they're they're just, yeah, one step apart. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, so she spent time writing these songs, and some of them were even sung by pretty famous people. Um, but then she was pushing the people she worked with wanting to be her own artist. Mm-hmm. And because of her look and the sound of her voice, they wanted her to become a bubblegum pop singer. 
I don't think that ever would have worked. No. Mm. Like they didn't, pers- they didn't that. hear her voice and see her image and think country music. They wanted her to be right bubblegum pop, very Unless feminine, she was, like Nashville, Tennessee background. Yeah. Right, right. But that Check was those boxes, mm. not so much the pop. Right, right. I was. It would be a tough box too. to put her in. <laughs> <laughs> So she kind of tried to go along with that, and she did release a couple singles, and they didn't hit well. Yeah. Um, oh, she did try it, though. She, okay. She All did. Right. She released um, the only one that ever charted was something called Happy, Happy Birthday Baby. Oh. I, mm-hmm. I didn't look it up yet. It's kind of on my to-do list, but <laughs> yeah. I was really discovering Dolly and wanted to focus more on the things she was proud of doing. So. Right, right, exactly. So I didn't, I didn't go down that route hole yet. <laughs> <laughs> but she kept saying she wanted to record country music. Um and they just didn't think that her unique voice would lend to country music. So eventually what happened was she partnered with Porter Wagner. Do you guys know who that is? Loosely heard the name He had before, the Porter in, Wagner show. He was in country mm, music, though. Yeah, Bluegrass, right. Sort of. Like he had a little televised show yeah. where they'd sing, I don't even know what else happened. Right, <laughs> this wasn't exactly. my generation. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Apparently Norma Jean used to be his little singing girl on that show. Uh, wow, that sounds belittling, but right. that's what that's what the role was that was offered. Yeah, mm, yeah. exactly. But um, there, it sounds like, and they, they talked about this on Drunk History a lot, was that she and Porter Wagner really did become like friends and mm-hmm. partners during this show, even though she was more like the sidekick on it right um and even the audiences had a really hard time accepting her and he worked really hard to get Mm -hmm. them to embrace her in this role um so they had a really strong relationship and i didn't find a lot of information online that's why drunk history is pretty awesome oh yeah but Mm -hmm. her episode really centered around her and porter wagner and about how um when she wanted to go solo and move on he didn't want that at all right well you know they were thriving together and yeah and i guess maybe he had some financial problems Mm. um like you do it's the music industry and this this was a new one for me um apparently she wrote the song i will always love you to him when she was leaving Uh, their professional partnership Yeah. And then Whitney uh, Houston made it super famous. Right. <laughs> well, it chopped the chart when she did it and when Whitney did it. Yeah. So it's like a two-time it is, chart topper. It is a it's, good song. I it really, know, I right? think, and it probably Some of those screaming, from, howling songs that I just like by is, myself, right? But it also <laughs> has so much, um, it has so much realness in it. Mm-hmm. And you can, t- I, I, you just feel the emotion that... You know, they as a writing thing, they always say, you know, tears in the writer, tears in the in the reader. Right. And it's one of those things like the emotion in the songwriter, the emotion in the song. And I think mm. it's just a good song. Well, and I kind of loved hearing that it was about their business partnership because so often women are portrayed as their mm. relationship with men romantically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was like her professional business relationship. She was like, we're friends. I love you. Yep, I will you know, I'll always, always be you. here yeah. for you, but I'm moving on to my solo career. And in fact, um, mm-hmm. if you do watch that Drunk History episode, they'll talk about how like he got into bankruptcy and then tried to sue her and there's some not pretty history going on there but every time she just helped him see she didn't fight back the the ugliness with any ugliness but just she she sold him back something i think so for nothing she gave it to him yeah like a song like the rights to her song or some songs or something like that the rights to something i don't know Mm -hmm. um 
or maybe the, maybe their stuff together. Yeah. They did a bunch of duets mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and I think she did buy those up, like some of the stuff they did on the show together, and then maybe she gave it back. But once again, just a really smart businesswoman. Yeah. Um, her song "I Will Always Love You." Elvis Presley wanted to cover it. Really? Yeah, and he went into talks with his agent to buy it or you know get it from her. Yeah, to I don't, license. I don't it. know yeah. all this legalese. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll yeah. rely on <laughs> Rebecca here. Um, Close enough. Right. Got this. Legalese. Um, legalese. Yeah. Legalese. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, his his uh, you know handler. I got this. Was he manager. Still- his manager. Manager. I was going to say, manager. was he still with Sun Records at the his, time? His manager said that when Elvis covers a song, he gets half the publishing rights. Yeah. So half the profit to mm. any song. So mm. Dolly said, mm-mm. Good on This yeah. is my song. It mm-hmm. would have I wrote it. I recorded it. an Elvis song. It really yeah. would have yeah. at that point. Because Elvis took a lot of other people's songs and, you know, legally, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. made them his song. So I'm... Kind of glad. Right. Well, it said <laughs> yeah. that this decision has been credited with helping her to make many millions of dollars in royalties from the song over the year. Sweet. If she had made that decision Business. and done that, I mean, I don't know how she's so smart, so level headed, because I probably would have been like, oh my God, I Elvis, do yeah. whatever you want. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe by then, though, she was like, I'm doing okay for myself. I don't need this extra exposure mm. right exactly yeah, whatever yeah. that maybe if it was earlier in her career maybe it would have been a different story it could be or maybe because she'd already been burned by another man right mm. now that's very true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. burned me like, once yeah she's like <laughs> she nope, you. not again i, already I feel like goes. she does just have a great sense of self and i don't know if it was as developed when she was younger yeah. or not but she has like she's never like gotten um i don't know how to phrase it in a way that's She's never gotten like mean about things with mm-hmm. people. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have right. sometimes you business. have to fight for your rights, yeah. but she didn't fight. She was just mm-hmm. consistently telling, she consistently knew- advocating for herself. She knows what she wants is what yeah. it sounds like. And when you know what you want, it's just like this is what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You take it or leave it. And and people respect that to a certain extent. They can fight yeah. her on it, but if she makes up her mind and is stubborn, <laughs> And I think I think that's it and one thing I was curious about when I started researching her is because, you know, we're a gal's guide feminist podcast. Mm-hmm. Is is she a feminist? Right. Right. Exactly. We yeah, ask yeah. that a lot of our celebrities and our people in country music. And I wasn't surprised to find out that she does not like self-identify as a feminist. Yeah, yeah I figured she mm-hmm. wouldn't. But... Right. But when we talk about not what people say they are, but mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. look at what they do. There's a lot of people who are like, she's absolutely a feminist icon. She's mm-hmm. supported a lot of other women in her career and mm-hmm. in her life. I mean, I'm also thinking nine to five. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was, yeah. that's what I was going to talk okay. about Sweet. next. Yeah. Um, because of writing nine to five, I mean, one of the lyrics is under this hair is a brain and not that you'd ever care and you only see tits, but under there... Un- but there's a heart under there. That's right. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so a I think it's funny because she's yeah. kind of hinted that like <laughs> she would lose a lot of her demographic being in country music and yeah. she became extremely political with what she said. I understand yeah. that. But at the that's, same time, she's saying it in her music and people just, yeah. I don't think people if really you, listen. If you put it to a catchy rhythm, it is amazing what sneaks well, by. You can also, slide in a, there. You're in a right. movie with Jane Fonda. I'm just yeah, saying, okay, right. you are two steps away from Gloria Steinem. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then another article I read pointed out a song that I've never heard of that's called Just Because I'm a Woman. 
Mm-hmm. And it was a song she released in 1968 that was about the sexual double standards mm-hmm. at the time. Oh, so, like, even in, you know, her earlier career, she was writing these songs about yep. these issues and singing them. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that's pretty incredible. And I feel like as as women able to connect with each other right? Yes, <laughs> with our internet and all of that, we're able to become more of a community. But mm-hmm. I feel like during her peak time, too, that a lot of women wouldn't have accepted her because of her image. That right. yes, ultra yeah. feminine, you know, kind of image she she portrays and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the thought that she's done so much cosmetically to change her appearance and that kind of stuff. But right. that's just that's just surface. And one of the things I liked reading was about how she's definitely more than a collection of body parts. Even that's what culture Absolutely. wants to make her. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away with some of these facts. Um, let's see. Did you guys know that the first cloned sheep was named Dolly because of her? No. Oh, I just knew no. it was named Dolly. I didn't yeah. know, like, yeah, I didn't know like, it was because together. of her. And do you know why? She no. Like, Dolly was cloned from cells from a used memory gland. Oh, she's oh. from boobs. So therefore, they Dolly the lamb <laughs> is from boobs, and then it, right? Wow, that is right. interesting. So the article I read was talking night. about like the courage yeah, you have to That's do to face those kind of ridiculous jokes, and even. Um, Let's see. I mean, I also will add to that. I mean, I know she's known for her boobs a lot, but you know what? Being known, because typecast is cast. You know what I'm saying? Being known for your boobs. Okay, that sucks, but you're known. (laughs) And so people were like, okay, well, I know the name, and I know what she looks like, and now I would like to know more. You know what I mean? Like, And I I don't even get the sense she's mad about it, but just kind of the eye roll. I think she has worked it, though, to the sense of, you know what I mean? You know this. How about you know this? You know what I mean? Like, I like that about her sneaks it in just these these were ridiculous that this actually happens right in mobile alabama the general wk wilson jr bridge is commonly called the dolly parton bridge due to its arches resembling her chest it has two Mm. okay right Uh, so mm. there's there's a long line of things like that that you know she just but at the same time she she embraces but still manages her image because um, the article talked about how Playboy has asked her multiple times to be mm. in the magazine. Oh, I bet. And she's but. never been in the magazine. She was on the cover and did an interview. So oh, she was right. like in the yeah. onesie with right. the yeah. unitard. Yeah. Why can't I think of oh, the, right. the bunny costume? Bunny the like, bunny ears. Uh, she's yeah. in the little bunny outfit. Yeah, she's in the bunny outfit with the bunny look. Got it. Yes. She did. She did. But that's doing, that's the life on her terms. Right. You know what I mean? I get that. And I'm also, uh, I'm sure she got paid a lot to do that mm-hmm. too. <laughs> right. Nice. And it also talks about how there's a lot of songwriters that have mentioned her breasts in their songs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Ah. They're famous. Well, you know. Gross. I'm going to so. guess they're mostly men. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, one's a Nicki Minaj song. Oh, really? Yeah, there's okay, a Nicki but Minaj Nicki, song. I, but if I she does well, that, it's probably like well, it's a, a actually. Riff. Like it's a, throwing it back. It is. Well, exactly. actually, Nicki Minaj gets a lot of that too. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah, the, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, I misspoke a little, so I don't want to make anybody in Radio Land upset. It's gotcha. a Drake song featuring Nicki Minaj. Oh, okay, gotcha. Called yeah, "Make yeah. Me Proud." There you go. Mm. So Nicki Minaj does a lot of sampling on other songs. So yeah, no, I feel yeah. Like <laughs> and just another little poke of her her humor. Um, when somebody asked her about her future plastic surgeries, she said, if I see something sagging, bagging, or dragging, I'll get it nipped, tucked, or sucked. <laughs> I like it. Right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
So I just wanted to kind of wrap up with a few more interesting things about her that I feel like I really enjoyed learning and might inspire everyone else to learn more about her. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these maybe you've heard of because a few of them I was familiar with, like the fact that she once lost a Dolly Parton lookalike concert or contest. contest. Uh-huh. No, I never heard that. You guys <laughs> hadn't heard that? Yeah. It was in Santa Monica um, and it was a drag queen contest. Oh, and she entered so as herself, but she kind of over-exaggerated all of her features nice. and the things she did. She did, And yeah, she, she lost. You know... <laughs> I can totally see that because there have been some Cher drag queen lookalikes that I'm Mm -hmm. like, you look more like Cher than Cher does. Or at least like my (laughs) recollection of something or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can totally see that. That's amazing. And in (laughs) fact, she talks about how like, you know, she's not mad she she lost because these uh, queens put hours and hours and hours into their look Mm -hmm. and perfecting it and Mm -hmm. they deserve to win. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) She also talks about how she never wants to retire unless she has to she still has so much drive she says as long as i'm able to get up in the morning get that makeup on and my high heels on and even if i can't wear high heels i'm gonna do like may west i'm gonna sit in a wheelchair with my high heels on (laughs) yes i like it right um and also some of her philanthropic yes another tough word is a hard Mm -hmm. word some of her philanthropic (laughs) endeavors are amazingly impressive like dollywood she bought just to stimulate the economy in that region of Tennessee Mm -hmm. that was near where she was from to provide jobs and Mm -hmm. somewhere to work for all the people there. And tourism, too. Tourism. Mm -hmm. Stimulating the the job economy there. Um, It's the largest employer in the county and the largest source of fun. Oh, really? Oh, (laughs) I see. You know, you get in trouble sometimes when you (laughs) copy and paste your source. I'm just... No, I've I've never been... That wasn't on the back of the brochure. It's Hollywood. It's fine. Um, This one actually totally shocked me. Um, apparently, it's long been rumored that Dolly's arms are covered in tattoos. Oh, That's why you only see her in long sleeves oh. um, and that they're only for her husband to see. Oh. She partially admitted to it, but not fully, only saying, I do have a few little tattoos, but they were mostly done to cover scars because I'm so fair. Oh, okay. so, and they might a Dolly Parton mystery. Yeah. I don't I remember know. hearing the same thing about like uh, Mr. Rogers. That yeah. Mr. Oh, gosh. Rogers' arbs are like, tattooed. That's why he wears the sweater. Yeah, but I don't I'm think like, that. I think yeah. that was debunked. I, I think know. so too. I think it's a common like urban <laughs> legend of, oh, it must be Dolly Parton as well. But she might. I mean, but it she makes sense because like, if it, you're yeah. in movies and stuff, you don't want. Like, yeah. you don't want that on screen, and it's just yeah. easier to cover it up. To yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just do see it as another part of her business savvy that she controls her image, and mm-hmm. she does keep things private, even though she's so kind of warm and outgoing and shares. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I thought that kind of really made me think of our endeavor to form our library here at Gal's Guide is her literacy program. I yes. Love her literacy. You know about that. Yeah. Know. I yeah. yeah. But tell the good people just in case. I love definitely it. will. <laughs> um, so in 1995, she started Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Um, which encourages readers reading for over a million children around the world so they can sign up um, from birth until they turn five to yep. get a free book picked out for, for by her, um, what is it, once a year? 
No, it's every the, month. Every month. Oh, it's every month. Yeah, okay. it's every month. I remember so, at first it was on your birthday. What is it like oh. every month for a year? Till you're five. five. Oh. Well, from the time you sign up until the child is five. Oh. But with my mm-hmm. kids, I didn't find out till they were older. And I went, oh. Right. But it's a fabulous program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she picks every book out. And it's not even based on your socioeconomic standing. Anybody can sign up to do it. It's um, based on your, the books they send you are based on your age group only. Yeah. So yeah. it's just so it's at your reading, reading level, level. And right. it's like, yeah. And she's has a passion for giving Literacy. kids access to that that knowledge because she says the most important thing maybe you can't afford college but if you can read um you can learn it and you can mm-hmm. do what you want to do and you can fulfill your dreams so yeah. she just wants to give all the kids their dreams and it, it's gone from yeah. tennessee to nationwide and now it's available worldwide um yeah. it looks like mainly in the uk canada and australia gotcha so and it's like a tribute to her father too isn't it yes Mm -hmm. absolutely so it was you know all right she's done better for herself she wants to forward that on and i'm like and speaking of her being so strong and advocating for people um this is my last little random fact i want to share yeah yeah um did you know the kkk has threatened dolly (gasps) really yeah that i didn't know is she not white enough (laughs) (laughs) like what like what is the did no. she play to a non-segregated crowd? Oh, close. Okay. Well, no. Okay. In the <laughs> mid-2000s, Dolly received death threats from the KKK in response to Dollywood's annual Gay Day celebration. <gasps> oh, suck a duck. Yeah. Okay. So she, she doubled down on her beliefs. She said, God tells us not to judge one another, no matter anyone's sexual preference or if they're black, brown, or purple. And if someone doesn't believe what I believe, tough shit. Nice. <laughs> right? I like that. There you go. <laughs> she said that she still gets nice. threats, but she's said I'm just a businesswoman and I just don't feel like I have to explain myself. I love everyone. There you go. It's like I'll do what I want. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so she's an advocate for so many. Um and just all around incredible. The songwriting and then she's been nominated for um a Tony Award. Okay. Uh of course, Grammys, yes. most nominations, I think, or it's tied with Reba McIntyre for oh. women's nominations mm. for Grammys, I believe, uh. is what, what I read. Gotcha. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm like, she's I would been know. nominated for two Academy Awards um, and also two Emmys. Oh. So she's like all across the board. I think the Tonys because um, they did a musical based on Nine to Five. Oh, okay, so that's, oh, that's where, where that's that one yeah. comes from. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And I know one of the Oscars is for uh, the Nine to Five song. And then, and, oh, for the song. Yeah, for the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and then, keep in mind, Eminem has an Oscar, people. A lot of yeah. times it's the yeah. song. <laughs> the guy the that wrote It's Hard to Be a Pimp, I think he's got one uh-huh. for a nomination, yeah. at least. Yeah. No, he won. Yeah. Oh, he won? Oh. I remember Barbara Streisand being very excited. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, Barbara Streisand just wanted to say the word pimp on the Oscar. She was very excited. <laughs> oh, okay. Who doesn't? <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> but I just have to say, like, everything I learned about her just made me want to hear more. So yeah, it's a pretty yeah. cool story sweet mm-hmm. and does she i can't remember if you said does she have a biography she autobiography autobiography she does I have believe. an autobiography i don't know if it awesome. does she has other people written about her or is it just the autobiography well the one i put know? on the wish list i think is the autobiography, autobiography. Okay. yeah sweet. i'm sure people have written about her right that would be awesome we need like right. a world according to you you know what i mean dolly yeah. barton because yeah. they always have those world according to like mr rogers mm-hmm. and stuff like that when they had um <laughs> after the gatlinburg fire she oh, yeah. donated a whole bunch yeah. of money to get the town up and running because mm-hmm. that fixed. is her town yeah, yeah. she was yeah. doing like promotional commercials and stuff to get people oh to she's come done back. yeah tons of tele telephones yeah. for all kinds of different things so she's very invested yeah. in 
spreading the love and taking care of people and Same. so what, just an outstanding lady. So what I for you it. had her made her rise to the top of your list to talk about her today? What made her so freaking cool? Freaking cool, right? <laughs> You're um, like, I will cheerlead Dolly Parton. I mean, you just I said all was, these things about her, yeah. but just what was like for <laughs> you? What connected for yeah. me? Um, I think it was realizing on that drunk history what a businesswoman she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it's not the first thing you think of necessarily, no. right? Yeah. And I feel like in I'm in my personal professional life right now, I'm really trying to figure out what it means to run and manage a business because I do our cafe within our school program so I have to like manage the employees help with the Mm -hmm. kids do training make sure we have a viable coffee shop with all that and it's a lot and sometimes I feel ill-equipped so Mm -hmm. it was empowering to see how she was such a successful and powerful businesswoman and you know it's inspiration that's why we learn about these women right I'm like wow Dolly can do it. I can do it. Absolutely. Give me that T-shirt too. <laughs> I mean, not to undercut what she can oh, do because yeah, yeah. she mm-hmm. she worked her ass off and it's, it's incredible. Much, if you can see it, you can be it. Right? And so when you see it with Dolly, you're like, okay. Even if I get like a you know one percent or a tenth yeah. of that, mm-hmm. it's oh, like, yeah. that can take me through the rest of my yeah. day in my everyday. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Connected with that. See so yeah, and I then it, it. her humor is what what clinched it for me. I was like, oh yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I watched a clip of her on, um, I think it was the Jimmy Kimmel show. Gotcha. <laughs> Making jokes about her husband's dick and how he wants to have a threesome with her and Jennifer Aniston. Oh. And this was like a year or two ago. Oh, okay. so, so her she... husband's still on the Jennifer Aniston kick? Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking this is well, from like the they were 90s talking about... stuff. Actually, this is something I had no idea about and I wanted to watch it when I saw it advertised on Netflix. We've been pretty movie-centered. Oh, this yeah. movie and music yeah, go yeah, hand in hand, do. huh? It's, it's fun. Um, <laughs> but the movie that was advertised on Netflix called Dumpling... Oh, do you guys oh. remember that? Yeah, it was part of She's in it or she's she, she wrote a bunch her? of original songs and material because it is about her. It's based on a book oh. um, that was written about this girl that was struggling with her mom because her mom, she wasn't meeting the physical expectations and the feminine right. expectations her mom wrote. So she learned about Dolly and really connected with her music. And Dolly was like, is her inspiration Aww. and what motivates her. So they asked Dolly to come on and write new music for it. And so it's yeah, kind of about her, but kind uh, of coming uh, of age and struggling with her own issues. I didn't know that was issues. the Dolly Parton connection to that. Yeah. So that has Jennifer Aniston in it. And mm-hmm. then therefore yeah. the conversation think, with the three yeah. women with her husband in it. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gone. Yep. <laughs> See, it all makes sense, guys. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, oh, thank I you guys for it. listening to my one cool thing. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's a great way to finish out Music Month. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I think, like, I just want to add, like, my favorite Dolly Parton thing is the, well, one of my favorite things is there's a meme going around where it's like, I don't like country music. And then there's, like, a cat singing <laughs> Jolene. <laughs> yes. Right? Have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't seen oh, that one, but I feel it's, that. It's really funny because it's like, Jolene, Jolene. Uh-huh. It's like the cat it's with like like a cowboy hat on. Like, <laughs> because Jack White even does a cover of yeah, Jolene. And like, that's White a country one. song, y'all. And it's yeah. a good song. It's a good, and that's like a good version. Like yes. I have heard, like it's, I think it's yeah. like a live, I think that was a Pandora thing that, oh yeah, yeah, there it oh, is. Oh, you found it. <laughs> that's I really have seen that. I don't like country music. <laughs> Right. Epic. See, that's that's why I had to start it with like I I just want everyone well, to know I'm not a huge country music fan, no. so I don't know a lot of the songs. Yeah. I don't know a lot yeah. of a lot of everything. But, but, it but she's yeah, still, she's she's I appreciate her. And like yeah. she like so I was just at I saw um Tignotaro was just in town a couple weeks mm. ago and I saw her comedy show 
And she mentioned Dolly Parton because there was like one of the songs was playing. I guess like that was like their theme for that. Did you go to that show? No, honestly, uh, I kept getting like alerts all day. Like oh, it starts okay. in an hour. I'm like, I know I have tickets. I'm at work. Uh, but they had, um, but there was like one of her, like Two Doors Down was the song, which I didn't know, but she like played it a couple of times. But she was like, yeah, we had this song. It kind of became like a, the anthem of our road trip. And then she had like a whole story that I don't, I don't want to like give away because it's like mm. really funny. Right. But she did ask the audience. She's like, is anybody here? Who here likes Dolly Parton? Of course, like everybody cheered. Mm-hmm. And she's like, does anybody here not like Dolly Parton? And one guy <gasps> cheered. Oh, sorry, I don't know why I cheered guess, or but clapped like, so or said me guy. or he said he, he acknowledged that he didn't like Dolly Parton. Oh, and she just like one guy. And she like flashed daggers at him. She's like, what do you mean you don't like Dolly Parton? <laughs> why don't you like Dolly Parton? And he just was like, oh, I'm not into country music. And she's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then, like, later she would kind of refer back to him. And she's like, well, right. everybody except that guy without a soul. Right. And stuff like that. <laughs> nice writing. It it was was like, you could tell it was probably yeah. a setup. I mean, well, he, I don't he know. did distinctly say he didn't. But, well, I mean. No. Maybe he shouldn't have said anything. I, I think a lot be. of times if you call out for who doesn't, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You're you're hoping somebody well, will yeah, get you're that hoping. bait. Well, right. So yeah. that you could then use that as a joke. Yeah, and if nobody is like, everybody here. You know, otherwise then you flip it. You're like, no, well, everybody here. We all like Dolly Parton and it's all good. But it's just like really funny because she, because everybody's like, yeah, we all want Dolly Parton. And then that one guy and everybody's like, Ooh. <laughs> See, I was also like a super feminist yeah. comic. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's, you know, I think she branches. Yeah. Because yeah. she's comedy, she's movies, she's music, she's a songwriter, she's yeah. a businesswoman, she's a philanthropist. Yeah, exactly. She crosses so many different streams well, that it's and like. And even like, and my other Dolly Parton thing I was going to th- say was that um, they mentioned, uh, I had to look it up what movie it was, but they talked about the movie Rhinestone. On oh, how yes. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They were based, I'm pretty sure that's one where they said like everything about the movie was terrible except Dolly Parton. Right. Mm. They were like, I would have just watched it if it's just Dolly Parton, a yeah. Dolly Parton movie yeah and if she did this this you know like they kind of had a couple things that they thought like if they had played up her character more or did yeah. a couple things just slightly different with her i think it was a rush production yeah i remember I watching that one and i'm like was you that just... the one that his brother wrote yeah or something, something. weird i don't know like it, it was ones a with a couple other movies they were it would doing. have tons of money and not enough time yeah <laughs> so like a know, lot of stuff just yeah. didn't make sense but they but i'm pretty sure they all said that they like still like dolly parton in it yeah they're yeah. like yeah the parts of dolly parton where she sings or performs are great mm-hmm. exactly they're like flawless can't say anything bad about dolly parton it's just she like, gave it her mm-hmm. a game i think yeah. that's the thing she gives her a game in everything yeah. or she doesn't do it right <laughs> it could be like yeah because she could turn mm-hmm. stuff down if she wanted to mm-hmm. she could or write her own or, exactly or whatever that's, that's a message for life yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna do it nail it yeah so well that wraps it up so join us next week with our new group of gal pals as we learn about mad men and mad women of the advertising world thanks for listening for show notes links and images from this week's show visit galsguide.org want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers become a galsguide patron today thanks for listening <laughs>